Welcome to the New Mercies Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Caldwell. This is episode 381, and today we're going to look in Psalm 82. As we talked about a few days ago on Sunday morning, we talked about the temple psalms, the psalms that were sung or proclaimed each day within the temple in Jerusalem, even to the days of Jesus. From the time the temple was built back in Solomon's day all the way up until Jesus was here on this earth. The ritual was each week on a specific day, there would be a certain psalm that was shared. Today on Tuesday, the psalm is Psalm 82. This was every Tuesday in the temple. They would gather together. They would sing this psalm. Now, this is not one that I would think would be a part of a great worship service. However, the more I've read into it, it absolutely puts on display the holiness of and the power of our great God. I want to read Psalm 82 to you and then talk about it just as we go. The Bible says this in Psalm 82, beginning at verse 1, God has taken his place in the divine council. In the midst of the gods, he holds judgment. Now, before we go any further, that first verse gives us the context. God has taken a place to judge the judges. Okay, so it says in the midst of the gods, he holds judgment, meaning he had judges over Israel, and those judges had a purpose. Their purpose was to help govern God's people and be a rightful judge, judge righteously. So they were supposed to judge saying, this is right, this is wrong. It's lawmakers, right? So it's those people in a nation that are there to protect the laws that are put in place and put criminals in jail, put criminals to justice, and to let the innocent go free. So that's the purpose. So God has taken his place in that council to judge those judges. So here's what he says in verse 2. How long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? Selah. This verse tells us that God is not happy with the way these judges are judging. In fact, he's saying you're showing partiality to the wicked or the lawless or those who are criminals. You are showing partiality. I mean, you're taking bribes so that they, the more powerful, the more influential in the community are going free and others are suffering because of it. And he says, how long are you going to do that? It's unjust. Then in just a couple of sentences, he tells them what their job is supposed to be. He says, give justice to the weak and the fatherless. Maintain the right of the afflicted and the destitute. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. As I think about these two verses, it is God saying, here is the job of a judge. One who is supposed to help a nation to be holy and to follow the law. Here's the goal. Give justice to the weak and the fatherless. He's saying the poor, those who need it the most, are the ones who can't afford the good lawyers. They're the ones that can't afford the good help. And so you're listening to those who can afford it, the rich and those who oppress those that are weak and those that are needy. So he says, your job is to give justice fairly. It's the picture of blind justice, right? You're not supposed to see the people and make a judgment based on what they look like. You're supposed to judge them based on who was right and who was wrong, who did what was lawful and who did what was unlawful. You're not supposed to say, well, this person can afford more, so I'm going to care for them better. It's not what you're supposed to do. So when God gives them these two sentences, he says, give justice to the weak and the fatherless, maintain the right of the afflicted and the destitute, rescue the weak and the needy, deliver them from the hand of the wicked. Then in verse five, it says, they have neither knowledge nor understanding. They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. Now here's what that verse means. These judges are not leading the right way. They're not judging the right way. 
They're not allowing righteousness to be their guide. They're not allowing the law to be their guide. In fact, they're walking around because of that in utter darkness. They don't even know what they're doing. And the whole foundations of the earth are shaken. Why? Because if everything is allowed to be good and everything is allowed to happen, then there's going to be a violent shaking. The foundations of society are going to be thrown out of balance whenever all kinds of moral order is out of alignment. So we've got now these judges who are not judging fairly, who are not judging rightly. They're taking bribes. They're listening to the world rather than listening to God. And because of that, those judges don't even see where they're going. They don't see where they're leading the nation. And now, because of that, the foundation of the very society they're living in is shaken. It cannot stand. So then he says, the last three verses, I said, you are God's sons of the Most High, all of you. So that verse, verse 6, means God has ordained those men to be judges. This is a God-given job. It's a God-given calling. I tell people often, my parents did not call me into the ministry. God called me into the ministry. My friends didn't call me to this church. God called me to this church. My counselors did not call me to do something. It's God who did this. It wasn't me or my friends or family who told me what to do for my life. It was God who called me. And that's what he's saying to these judges. He said, listen, you are sons of the Most High. You have been called to this wonderful position that God has given you the authority to judge rightly. But then he says in verse 7, nevertheless, like men, you shall die and fall like any prince. These seven verses give us a picture of how to pray for a nation. This is not us saying, these leaders are doing the wrong thing. This is us saying those leaders have a very, very big weight on their shoulders. They have been put there by God. All authority has been given by God. It wasn't man that gave the authority. It was God that gave the authority. So now we should be praying for our nation, much like the people in this day needed to pray for their leaders in their nation. We say, well, it's just not fair how the justice system works. Well, let's pray for those that are involved in the justice system so that the justice system can do what the justice system is supposed to do. That's what our job is. Because then in verse number 8, it says, Arise, O God, judge the earth, for you shall inherit all the nations. There's a day coming where none of the nation's judges, none of the nation's supreme courts, none of the nation's lawmakers are going to be the ones in the seats judging the people. It's going to be God, him and him alone. The good news for us is today what we can take away and what we can pray for is that our God does not judge with partiality. Our God does not unjustly do anything. He is perfect in all of his ways. He's the perfect judge, and he's going to see what's really going on. He not only sees the actions, he sees the motives behind the actions, and he sees where the heart of every one of us is. He knows what we're thinking before we think it. So today, as we go about our day, think about the holiness of God for just a few minutes. Think about his perfect divine counsel. That's who he is. And he's going to judge those that have authority in areas of life. He has given that authority to you. If you're a boss, if you're a manager, if you're a pastor, if you're a leader, in any sense of the word, God has given you authority. Do not, under any circumstance, misuse it. It is a dangerous, dangerous thing to misuse the authority that God has given you to exercise justly. 